Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Friday, July 30th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, it's deadline day, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the bigger news, the more important news, the, the news that affects the Indians, uh, basically down to the very foundation, uh, Terry Francona is stepping away, uh, effective immediately. He will not manage the Indians for the rest of the season. He's, uh, had ongoing health issues for the last several years, and it's time to get those addressed and, and get him back to full health. Uh, Chris Antonetti uh, made the announcement yesterday. Tito joined him on zoom and, and you could just see. Uh, the emotion from both of them and the relationship that both of them have uh, and, and wanting to do what's what not just what's best for the team, but what's best for Tito right now to get him to a place where not just he can manage again if he, if he wants to, but that he can, you know, live a, a quality life moving forward. Yeah, that's a quality of life. Uh, that's a great uh, term, Joe, a great observation because I think that's what this is about. You know, you, you've, you know, listening to uh, Tito uh, uh, yesterday, uh, last evening, and, and uh, you know, he just said, you know, everything he did since he joined the team in spring training has been hard because of uh, the, the, uh, his hip, his left hip and the, the surgery he, he went under, he underwent uh, in January on his left foot because of the uh, staph infection. And uh, he just said, you know, I go from the ballpark to, to my apartment and I, I just lay in bed and then I just get up and do it again. And he's, it just sounded like he wasn't enjoying anything about a job that he loves so much and uh, that he's done all his life. I mean, it, it you know, so I think and and I think, you know, you hit on uh, that relationship between, you know, the front office and Tito Chernoff and and. Uh, and Antonetti. And I think they had to convince him to do it. You know, it didn't sound like, it sounded like Tito was going to try to keep grinding on, but they finally said, you know, enough is enough. And Tito was fighting that internal battle. You know, do I, do I do this and let the team down or do I, do I keep doing this job and, and let myself down? Right. And uh, you know, you could tell just the, the toll that it had taken on him and just to, to sort of come clean to, to us who he sees on a, on a daily basis. And we've seen, you know, how hard it is for him to get around and, and how painful that hip obviously is. This goes back 
before uh, this this past spring training and the the problems with the toe. This goes back to during last season when he wanted to get the hip done in the off season, but they told him he couldn't because you know he he was having uh, blood clot issues and you know you don't mess with the heart stuff. So uh, he had to get the blood clot issues cleared up first, and then the 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 toe infection happened and he had to have surgery there and it's it further delayed this hip that he needed to get replaced and and now he's finally just going to go ahead and have the hip replaced and then five weeks after that they're going to put uh, a rod in his foot with the uh with the bad toe so uh again you know we joke uh, he's more machine than man now but but really that's uh, a line from a star wars movie but really uh you know Tito's got what uh, knees replaced, hips replaced. He's going to have rods in his feet. Uh, th- the fact that he perseveres and continues to, to, to try and, and be out there every day. Uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And Chris Antonetti, he said as much yesterday. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, and he said this about a month ago, uh, Joe, uh, Francona was talking to us and said that he, he really had the surgery in January uh, it was kind of a temporary fix to me. That's what it sounds like now. And to try to get through this season and uh, you know, then he would, then he was facing more surgery after this season. And I finally think it, it said, you know, if I do that, if I get through this season, then I'm laid up the whole, the entire off season again, you know, it just, you know, it never stops. And that, so I think they bought themselves some time on this. How much do you think, I don't want to say the team's performance, but, you know, if the team were in first place in, you know, contending for first place uh, in position for a wild card, I don't necessarily know that Tito goes ahead and makes this move, but the team's performance up to this point and the, you know, the fact that yesterday you traded Cesar Hernandez to the team that you're chasing in the, in the division, uh, it, it really just sort of signaled a shift that, that maybe said, Hey, maybe you, you chalk up the rest of this season as a loss. And, and I know Tito would never say anything like that. That's, that's, that's not Tito, but, but really it's an opportunity. Now, you know, you're not going anywhere this year, might as well get this done and, and put all your eggs in next year's basket. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a perfect way to describe it. Uh, you know, when we talked to Chris Antonetti about the, uh, the Cesar Hernandez trade to the White Sox, he said, you have to be realistic. And I think you have to be, and he, and uh, that's the same thing applies. The same touch of realism applies to Francona's situation. Uh, you know, they're eight games out. They're they're like five games out in the wild card. There's three teams in front of them for that second wild card. I mean, if they make it, great. You know, but if this isn't, you know, like you said, you're not running neck and neck with the White Sox. And I think that played a part in it. I I really do. I think. He said, if, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it now. And this is as good, this is as good a time as there is to kind of pull the ripcord and, and uh, just get myself as healthy as I can. Yeah, you wrote about, uh, you know, two big questions facing uh, Terry Francona. Will he be back to, to, to manage the Indians? You're, you really don't know until, uh, you know, after, after he gets through all of this physically. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I... St- He's 61. I mean, this guy is, you know, he hasn't been healthy for, I mean, he's had a lot of health problems, you know, in his career. Uh, 
as a player and a manager. And uh, I just think if he doesn't get healthy, if he doesn't get to where he can, like he said, can enjoy this job again, I don't think he comes back, Joe. I just, you know, I think eventually, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, think about yourself and uh, your your well-being. He's got a family. Um, You know, I'm sure he's got grandkids. He wants to see them grow up. And just he's, you know, he's accomplished just about everything you could accomplish. He's won two World Series. He's had, what, 16 straight winning seasons, uh, you know, going into this year. He's brought the Indians back, uh, you know, put them in the postseason five times. He's, he's won them at an AL, uh, an AL pennant, three AL division titles. The only thing he hasn't done is, is, is lead the Indians to the World Series. And uh, if, if that doesn't get done, if that box isn't checked and he can walk away healthy, I, I don't know. Do, do you come back? If that box isn't checked, he's still a Hall of Fame manager and he's still yeah. – uh, a, a legend, and uh, th- I, I guess the only bad thing would be he's what eight, six, or six wins shy of passing Lou Boudreau and just being, you know, the the top of that list in terms of the managerial wins. But that's the furthest thing, furthest thing I think from anybody's mind uh, as far as Terry Francona goes. Um, the, the the more critical, the more important thing is uh, that he gets healthy and he gets right and. You know, he keeps mentioning it over and over again. Chris Antonetti keeps mentioning it over and over again. Uh, the, the the care that he's received from the Cleveland, from Cleveland Clinic doctors has, you know, been outstanding. He's, he's really, uh, you know, gotten to this point simply because of it. So, you know, he's in the, in the best position possible, I guess you could say, uh, with, with the care that he's getting here in Cleveland. Uh, and, and he says he doesn't want to be a stranger. He wasn't able to uh, address the team face to face before they they made the trip to Chicago for this weekend series uh, against the White Sox. Uh, so you know there's there's that sort of a, a hole there for him to fill. Uh, he's going to be around the ballpark when he can be. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, at some point between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, he's, I think you're you're right, Joe. He doesn't he doesn't want to micromanage. You know, he didn't do that with uh, Sandy Alomar last year when he was out and Sandy managed the bulk of the year. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that with DeMarlo Hale either. <clears throat> the thing that kind of captures Francona to me is he, wa- you know, he told us he wanted to fly uh, to Chicago with the team yesterday, tell them, you know, tell them what was going on, that he was stepping away and then fly back to Cleveland today. But he- the doctor said, you know, you can't do that. The Cleveland Clinic doctor said you can't do that. You've got to be here. We've got to get your, your blood regulated. We've got to make sure, you know, with the blood clot problem isn't going to in, interfere. And I'm assuming that's why they're checking this out with, with his hip surgery. So, right. You know, but that's the kind of guy he is. You know, it's, it's always been players first with this guy. You yeah, know, and he, I think that's why he's got so much street cred. That's got, why he's got so much credibility with the players. And that's why you never really, I mean, guys, all players get mad at managers, but you never hear really anybody taking a pot shot at. Right. And yeah, it's that theme of respect. We want to be, we want to be respectful. We want to treat the players with respect. That's what Tito, you know, wants to do there. That, that's why he wanted to get on that plane. Uh, but they told him he's, he's actually in the hospital right now. I mean, they, they checked him in now to, to get him ready for this surgery that he's going to have on Monday. So, uh, 
Well, at least he comes out of this with uh, some some new hardware. He gets a, a brand new hip, uh, you know. And they, uh, we try. It was it was a very serious uh, press conference. It was very very heavy, very uh, emotional um, uh, sort of subjects that we're talking about with him. And then uh, you know uh, uh, Matt Underwood from uh, from Valley Sport Great, Great Lakes uh, broadcast crew uh, asked him, you know, how how tough was it to break the news to to Mike Barnett that that he wasn't going to get uh, to manage the team the rest of this, uh, this season, that, that Barnett wasn't going to be the one that they picked to manage the team. And, uh, you know, Tito said, Hey, I appreciate the joke. I appreciate the levity. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of days. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, when you trade your lead off hitter that has 18 home runs to the team you're chasing. And then, you know, a few hours later, you get the call that the manager is stepping away and, and that decision is made. It's not a great day. It's not a great day if you're a competitive person uh, like Francona is and like those, you know, Chernoff and Antonetti and the whole front offices. It's, you know, because obviously you're, you're creating a hole and, and uh, you know, and you're giving a signal to the team that, hey, this may not be our year. Right. Uh, so DeMarlo Hale steps in and he will now manage the team for the remainder of the year. We still haven't gotten clarity on whether or not he is the acting manager, the interim manager, or, uh, or straight up just the manager for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll figure out what that means. And, and we will uh, definitely report that when we, when we find out from team officials. But as far as Hale goes, his experience is, is long reaching. Uh, I believe, uh, what, 30? I, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, he's been with uh, Boston, Baltimore, Toronto, Texas, uh, several organizations. He's had managerial experience in the minor leagues for Boston and Texas. Uh, he was Terry Francona's bench coach in Boston uh, from 2006 to 2011 after Brad Mills left. Uh, when he came to Cleveland, it was because Brad Mills left uh, and Brad Mills stepped away uh, from the team. So uh, he's, he's stepping in now for Terry Francona. Uh, I, I guess the uh, the hope and maybe the feeling is that the, the message at least stays the same. Yeah, I, I'm just reading from his bio here, Joe. Uh, this is his 19th season in the big, as a big league coach on a big league coaching staff. He was John Gibbons bench coach in Toronto for six years. Uh, then, then he had his tenure with uh, Tito in Boston. He also managed in Boston's minor league uh, uh, system for seven years. So this is a guy that that's been around. He's he played in he played uh, he was a uh, he played for one two three four five five years in the uh, in the minors. So you know this is you know he's fifty nine years old or sixty years old now. So you know this is a guy that's been around that has the respect of the players that uh, you know that Tito trusted obviously because. You know, when the season ended last year, it looked like uh, Sandy, Sandy Alomar would, was the ideal choice to be the bench coach. But uh, I don't think Sandy wanted, wanted to do that. I think he wanted to go back and coach first base. Right. Yeah, I think uh, after last year's experience and all the speculation and, you know, would, would Sandy be the guy to take over for Tito uh, eventually? And, and, you know, he was pretty much straight up asked that. Uh, he, Sandy said he wanted to go and, and if he was going to be the guy, he wanted to be somewhere where he was you know, where they wanted him to be the guy and not just, uh, you know, the, the guy to fill in and, and, and replace the guy. Uh, it also means opportunities. Again, uh, Mike Sarbaugh moves from third base and he will move in and be the, uh, the bench coach once again. 
He served as Sandy's bench coach last year. Uh, and Kyle Hudson, who is a, uh, a major league assistant coach, he moves in, takes third base. Uh, they, the Indians haven't decided yet if they are going to promote a minor league coach to come up and, and fill in uh, for Hudson on the, the major league staff. Uh, they're gonna make that determination after Toronto, but for at least the next uh, seven games, the, uh, the coaching staff will be Hale as the manager, uh, Sarbaugh as the bench coach, and Hudson as the third base coach. Yeah, you know, and Sarbaugh, you know, you know, Sarbaugh seems to, you know, he was like, he wasn't born in, in the, into the Indians organization, but it, see, it certainly seems what, that way. 30, I think, 32 years, 32 yeah, years. Yeah, at least 32 years as a player, coach, uh, you know, really a successful minor league manager, and, and he's been a part of uh, Francona's uh, uh, coaching staff you know, for the last, uh, you know, seven or, I mean, six, seven, eight years. So 33 years in professional baseball. So good guy to have sitting next to you if you're DeMarlo Hale. And, uh, you know, he had some experience in that role last year as, as Sandy's bench coach. Yeah, and, and just a, a great guy all around. All right. Uh, all right, let's move away. Uh, trading deadline is, as we're recording this, trading deadline is about four, exactly four hours away. Uh, do the Indians make another move? Yeah, I think they do, Joe. I think uh, you know there's there's a possibility they make a move. I think Brian Shaw would could could be traded. One of those uh, one of those catchers could be traded. But I I do not think Jose Ramirez is getting traded. From what I've heard, they they are not gonna you know they think of the news we've had, Joe. Oh, in, the last, in the last like 10, 12 days, the name changed. Now Tito's walking away. They trade Hernandez. If you traded. If you traded Jose Ramirez right now, what what would 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 just a a, a sinkhole it's, open and swallow Progressive Field? It's just overwhelming. I I, I will say this. Uh, I think one of the reasons, uh, probably not the best reason, but one of the reasons that you don't trade Jose Ramirez, you know, maybe you give some give Tito a uh, something to come back to to manage, you know, next year. If if you don't if you don't have Jose Ramirez in the middle of that lineup. It's, it's not as attractive uh, to, for, for Tito to maybe want to come back. I know that that's not a reason why Tito would want to come back. He wants to come back because he's motivated on his own, and he, he's, that's who he is. But, you know, on its face, you, you, you trade Jose Ramirez, and there's, there's not much else there to come back to if you're Jerry Francona. Great players make great managers, Joe. Tito would be the first to tell you that. I, I would agree with that. Joe, yes. Joe I, I got to ask you, what if the Indians were ever in the spot where they could get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in a deal like supposedly the Dodgers have? I would say that how are they going to pay both of them? Because <laughs> yeah. I think Max Scherzer and Trey Turner's uh, uh, salaries combined probably uh, add up to at least, you know, three quarters of what the Indians payroll is. But, but that's like that's those that's the yin and yang of major not, league baseball. That is not a, a, a level or a, a an arena where the Indians can even play in. They I don't, know it's, they don't do that. It's it's a different. It just game. blows my mind though that you could just do that. All right, Hoinsey, you're in Chicago. The Indians opening a three game weekend series with the White Sox. J.C. Mejia on the mound. I believe Lance Lynn is the uh, yes. uh, the pitcher for the White Sox. Uh, not the greatest matchup for the Indians, but uh, we, we expect to, to see them uh, fight. I, it'll be interesting to see what DeMarlo Hale's first Indians lineup card will look like 
with no Cesar Hernandez at the top and, you know, Owen Miller in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Owen Miller is going to come back up and play second base. Um, and, uh, you know, they beat, they, they're one and one against Lynn. So they beat him. I think they beat him early. You know, that might've been one of the games Bieber pitched against them in April. Savali pitched. When it was, oh, okay. 32 degrees or whatever it was, but it was the, it was the getaway game, uh, that last, that first weekend series there and Savali pitched a gem and, uh, uh, Class A gave up a, a run in the ninth, but they, they still won it. Yeah, and the, and the, the White Sox have been struggling. Uh, you know, they've, I think they've lost six of their last eight, but they're still loaded. They're still, you know, they, they've got that momentum going. They made it what they made. They got to Hernandez. They got Tempura uh, from the Cubs, a reliever. So they made some, you know, deadline moves as well to help them. All right, Hoinsey, we will uh, check back in with you on Monday. To, to see what the result of the trade deadline was and uh, to see what the result of the weekend was. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll greet you again on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.